Pizzano. It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirt Underground Show, the number one Rangers podcast. Make sure you tune in and find out all the latest news. Let's go, Rangers. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Blue Shirt Underground Show. Today is Wednesday. It is October 18th. My name is Jim, and as always, I am joined by the man on the one of the side of the window, the one and only Edward Matthias Geik. Good evening, Eddie. How are you, sir? We have regular season hockey to discuss for the first time in like a year. So glad. Just so happy. What a welcome, welcome thing New York Ranger hockey is for me. As I said, both. There's been a lot of bad New York crap. Finally, the Rangers uh, with their new coach. We'll get into it. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I'm I'm glad that we could talk about it. It's only three <laughs> games, but... I'm sure there's uh, everybody's got their faves. They're uh, uh, the guys that they. I can't think you really. Can you really dislike a guy three games in? I find myself not disliking anybody. Uh, this fan base will always find a way. Maybe really? not this group. Well, I mean, there, there are certain fans that have agendas coming into the season, and they just wait for their guy to screw up so they can pounce. You know, whoever their guy may be. Yeah, I've seen some of that. I've seen some of that. Uh, you know, this guy stinks. Get him out of here. Yeah. I don't Bring know. Move on. <laughs> I've seen it, man. I don't know. Like, I've been watching the games, and, like, I, I'll tell you the truth. I can't really get a feel for this team yet like i guess the identity will come you know I, you know slowly slowly like i i keep saying i i i i don't know i i really feel it like 
uh, be honest, during that Buffalo game, which was as impressive an opening night performance as you could have asked for against a team that's no slouch. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're, very highly uh, touted. you know, they're very, uh, very highly, very highly related as Frankie would say. So they're no slouch. You know, those are not your, uh, those are not your uncle's Buffalo Sabres. And, uh, I mean, wasn't there a point in that game where you're just watching and you're, you're watching them in a system Every man's taking care of his job. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. And you're sitting there, you're thinking, man, we are going to go 82 and fucking no, 0. It's going to beat this team, right? And then well, Columbus. <laughs> and then they go to Columbus. Yeah. Well, you know, that Columbus game was a weird game, but let, let's stay on Good the one. Buffalo game. First of all, you know, the Devin Levi from last year, which, I mean – I'm not going to cast aspersions, but Rock had been talking about Devin Levi and his domination of the <laughs> Rangers on his podcast, like the entire offseason. How all these goalies, uh, these goalies that come out of nowhere, they beat us. Well, as you aptly put in the game thread, Devin Levi has been solved. Solved. Consider so, him solved. The I mystique is, uh, the bloom is off the rose. Which is actual throwback to JD saying about Kirk McLean in Vancouver. He's like, Kirk McLean has been solved. <laughs> so that was perfect. So they shook that too. The Devin right. Levi mastermind. Now they just got to beat Akira Smith and, you know. Um, so, yeah, you're right. When the Rangers went into that 1 3 1, I couldn't believe it, Jim. It was like they discovered. I have never seen him ever do that. It only took them 30 years to catch up. <laughs> I was like, look, the Rangers are actually doing strategy. Well, gold is new. <laughs> Strategery. Well, I mean, you, you know, in that Buffalo game, what I was amazed at is that the Rangers were doing so well in, in, in doing what they had been taught. And again, you know, I think that that week off of uh, the week off in between the last preseason game and the first regular season, season game really did benefit them more than all the preseason games put together because they had time to really learn the system, so to speak, the the the, the style of hockey that Laviolette wants to play. And Buffalo, for the most of that game, had no idea what to do. They had no, no. idea how to attack the Rangers. Could you imagine? Nobody had – they didn't have any idea how to attack the Rangers. The Rangers, the New York Rangers, they didn't know how to attack – I mean, it's like it's like not knowing how to attack Maine. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I mean – They had no answer this for is what the Rangers weird. were doing. And I'm well, thinking this uh, is unbelievable. Yes. I, I think I, uh, I, that there's definitely that, some of that. Um, um the That's Rangers it. were a martini, and the Sabres were new Coke that night. I mean, it was just unbelievable. I mean, I, I feel like we're late to the party with the one three one. You know, like but <sighs> better late than pregnant. That's right. And I feel that uh, I felt like Buffalo really felt the jitters of opening up. They got so much expectations on them. And then the Rangers come out and they played a 
really good, smart game. The puck wasn't in the net in the first 30 seconds. They got out to a lead. And it was a great demonstration of, you know, it's a, again, it's so early. And I, and I think Laviolette even said, like, what they're supposed to do really hasn't even sunk in yet. Right. You know, like the whatever it is, the, his, his system, whatever. Um, but they certainly have taken to it. At least they, you know, it looked like they were trying to implement a lot of what he's taught. Um, and I, there were certain guys on the team that I was really impressed with in these three games. Uh, and you know, I, I have to say as much as I ripped him for his looks, I like this Nick Benino. I do. He blocks shots, this guy. He's sacrificing his body all over the place. What did you think? What did you guys think? Just solid fourth liner. You know, the fourth line has looked pretty good through all all three games. Um, Maybe a little, some struggles against the the Coyotes. But, uh, you know... I still think, you know, it feels good to be two and one. I, I like most of what I see. I still think they're going to struggle with really fast teams, which the Coyotes. Yeah, that are. seems to be the the thing with that they don't have enough speed. I see that the Rangers are lacking speed, but you can compensate that when you stay within your when you stay within your plan, when you stay within your system, so to speak. Everybody's 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 jumping on that word now. Yeah, system. They give up a goal or a bad play. I see a million. Where's their structure? Where's the system? Because you know Rome was built in an hour. You know, I mean, structures break down. Hopefully, they won't break down that much with the Rangers. But no, I, you know, I, uh, I like what I see. I not. I'm not. I, I really like the lines. I do too. I really, and he's staying with the lines, which is very important. I think it was today he said, I'm not just going to play a guy like on a line for two games and he doesn't produce and then take him off the line. See, now he's been watching the show because you asked that question oh, in did? last week's show. So he's obviously paying attention to the oh, show as well. Oh, yes. I'll, you know, when I say something, coaches take notice. Welcome, new viewer, Peter, Peter LaViolette. Yes, Peter. Glad to have you. Everybody's welcome here. Um, One of the things I, I've, I've been pondering is if a guy makes several mistakes, okay? And I'm not talking about <laughs> <before. Andrew Miller. laughs> Exactly. He's the guy I'm thinking of. Keandre, uh, the Grenade, what do you call it? Grenade? Okay. He's made some uh, tough plays. I mean, how long? Now, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to go with the Mario Morgados that he's got to be a forward. I think we have enough problem on the part. Goo is here. Geo is here. Is that Goo or Geo? Geo. What's up, Geo? Geo. Sorry, I called you goo. But uh, 
uh, well, Chris, what do you uh, what do you want to talk about the coaches' challenges in that Columbus game? It was a ridiculous uh, three disallowed goals in the first period. Uh, I don't know what you want to discuss. They both they all seemed that they were offside. The, the Rangers were offside on two of them, and uh, Jacob Truba. Who saved the goal? Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what people don't like about Jacob Druba. It's the contract. Is that what is that? What it is? It's the contract. People don't like guys making big money, and if they don't put up a lot of points, I mean, which he hasn't really as a Ranger. You know, I agree with you, Margaret. Uh, definitely the one three one was only they kind of played it for a little bit, but it was nice to see some kind of plan. Yeah, and, and if the Rangers actually could execute it and have success, because usually it's the other way around where the Rangers are trying to break that one three one, and you know how futile that is. Uh, faceoffs always important. Uh. As far as the the Blue Jackets game, it was kind of a herky-jerky game. Momentum taken. You get some momentum. You think you score a goal and you don't. I don't know. I wasn't too. I wasn't fretting too much. Plus, Merzlikens played really well. Elvis was in the building in that game. Until he got the shits in the third period. Yes. But... uh, I, I think those those two disallowed goals just took something out of them. It just kind of seemed to, you know, deflate them a little bit, propped up the uh, the coats a little bit, and what are you going to do? You're not going to win every night. And Boone Jenner gets the hat trick. Oh, no. No, no. No? No, no, no. Now, let me just say, you know, a lot of artists like, you know, whoever, Van Halen, Bruce Springsteen, give me whoever whoever you want, that have been around since the 60s and 70s, they like to go back and remaster their previous works and update them. And it's just nice to see that Sam has done that because this is actually from years ago. That was Bruce Jenner. And then the other night, can you put a little more volume on that one? I, I I want to enjoy that one. I missed that live. This is about as loud as I can make it. Okay. Without without uh, the without the use of a software program, I just don't have time to do that. Now. Right. Oh, my. <laughs> oh God, he. So it's not the first time he's made that mistake, but I do, but. I do remember. I mean, Boone Jenner hasn't been in the league that long. Uh, he hasn't He's been, been Bruce Jenner. Yeah, but he hasn't been Bruce Jenner in a very long time. <laughs> I mean, you know, Bruce Jenner isn't Caitlin? even Bruce Jenner anymore. Not only is Boone Jenner not Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner's not Bruce Jenner. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. But I, I like that he digitally remastered an old bit. 
yes. updated it for 2023, put a nice new polish on it. You know, it's much clearer now. Why is Bruce Jenner on his mind? <laughs> Must have had a lot of Wheaties back in the day. I don't know. I don't know. Well, <clears throat> that's funny. I anyway, did not hear that live. I'm surprised. Well, because it was the hat trick, and I was all pissed off, so I was probably screaming. Well, that was at the very that was at the very end of the game. That was the final horn, and as they were skating off the ice, he oh, said, "Okay, I probably shut it off at that point." And and thank you as always to Colin Cook. You are the best when it when it comes to getting me these clips when we need oh, them. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, how'd you like that little clip they played? I, I know we're jumping around a little bit. How'd you like that little clip they played to Sam the other night with all his his broadcast partners? I was surprised oh, they even no. mentioned JD. I thought he was verboten in the building. My wife couldn't believe that was him in the the first shot of him when he first started in '83. Forty I, years of Sam. That hair that hairline was never good. <laughs> it was never real. I don't know if I still debate. I think it is real. It's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So I did see that. And then um, I don't know. It was sometimes you, again, I've said this a lot of times. What, Chef Arnie is in here. He's inviting us to hibachi. Oh, Chef Arnie. Papa don't preach. Papa. <laughs> That's a bad. I, have, I haven't told the Chef Arnie story yet. <laughs> oh, Chef Arnie is the guy from uh, your vacation there now. Yes, yes. Oh, all right. Yes. Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into it at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's giving twenty five percent off, which <laughs> which most times you eat at the place for free. So, oh wow. That's Poppy? No, that's Sam Rosen right there. Oh my god. High school yearbook photo. He's got no so, hair. He's got a receding hair. Does this guy have a grow hair? <laughs> For some Wait. reason somebody is selling these yearbook photos on eBay. There's Len Berman. But oh, there's god. Sam. Wow. So, it's always been a struggle. I was saying the struggle is real. The struggle is real. Uh, Chef Artie is here. I'll tell you, a lot of celebrities. Uh, you had Jim Gordon came in, Chef Arnie's in. No, it was Chadwick that was here. Oh, what, what did I say? Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon. Uh, maybe Jim will stro stroll. You never, you never know. <laughs> uh, so... I mean, I have some thoughts. Uh, I I felt like the Columbus game. Sometimes you just lose. Right. Uh, I wasn't really upset about it. You want to beat the Coats, though. The Coats are not a good team. Uh, they got their, you know, Mike Babcock got let go, and they got some hooky faluki coach that apparently is is. Uh, is the greatest coach in the world, according to Sam Rose. Every coach is great. Right. And uh, I I wasn't too upset. I mean, I mean, I'm still in the player evaluation phase. But I, I got to say, one thing I did, the line seemed to make sense. 
I can't say there's a bad line on the team in their roles. I, I mean, would agree with that. I mean, uh, you you gotta like the Crides, Kako, and Zabin Zabin Zabana Jad. I always say Zabin, but I'm gonna just that lines look good. Crider is on fire. Patty Duke must be ecstatic. As Chris Jonnet, a big Chris Kreider fan. Yes. Uh, even strength on the power play. Um, hey, he, Joe. Hey, Joe, what's going on, bro? Kreider got his first uh, his first even strength goal against the Coyotes the other night, correct? Yeah. Fourth of the season. Four goals, not too shabby. And you know what's good about Kreider? He doesn't make all that much money. Was he a $6 million guy? Uh, something like that. Yeah, he's a good value. It's not my money. Oh, he, Chris Kreider don't pay my bills. What do I care about him? <laughs> um, I have to say, man, I, I, you know, this is a guy who... He definitely, uh, he's got, he could be, he could be one of those guys. Ah, here we go. Here we go. See? Paul Slyker from Lisbon, Portugal has to come in. The old quick release, right? Isn't that Paul, right? Quick release from the old days. From From the old days. From the old days. Coming in with his little, little quip. A little dig. A little dig on the three-game eval is in on Blake Wheeler. He's done. It's finished. Third liner. He should have seven goals by now. <laughs> I like that line with him, Trocek, and Cooley. Uh, I have to say, he's not the swiftest guy. Uh, in the world, but he's a big body and he goes to the net. He had a nice wraparound in the last game. He did. He's smart. I like the big body. I I, I like I, I like that line as well. And I think uh Will Cooley, who scored his first goal the other night against the uh against the Coats. The best thing I could say about him right now is he looks like he belongs. He do, he's doing he's not making any mistakes. He's right. doing what he's supposed to do. Be physical. He's involved. He See now the chat room's turning on Paul. Oh, say Paul. He but he did do a smiley face. So maybe he was right. just he's fomenting insurrection in the chat room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you look around the league and the <laughs> Blake wheelchair. Yes, that's true. It, it could be uh, one of those nicknames. Uh, Coach seems to like what that line is doing. As a matter of fact, I think he said today he was happy with all four lines right now. Um, which, and then you got Artemi Noharen. Uh, he's playing <laughs> pretty good. Uh, I like that line with. Uh, Heedle and Lafreniere. Lafreniere got a goal in the first game. He opened the scoring for the season. I know. The much maligned Alexei Lafreniere. Oh, it's not even Ranger fans. It's everywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like this guy slept in a gutter all summer, you know? He's just the, I he's don't a, know what he did. Like he's uh, hanging out, living on the streets in San Francisco. Just Yeah. He's, you know, <laughs> and here he comes out. He scores the first goal of the season. I mean, that I might be the only goal he scores all year until they trade him, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't know. I think so far he's looked okay. Uh, you know, this is... No one's really been glaring, a uh, uh, glaring disaster yet on the forward wise. But I, my question is, we we, I touched upon it earlier, and you named names, and guys like Keandre Miller. I well, I mentioned him because against uh, was it against the Coyotes? Uh, Might have been against the Coyotes, or was it against? I think it was against the Coyotes. He had a shift to forget, man. Yeah. He 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 coughed up the puck. He took a penalty. I mean, it's it just was a disaster. And you know, he's another guy you kind of wonder, like, and I know he had a, he had like 45 points last year, whatever it was, but you know, he's still making some of the same mistakes. You know what right. I mean? So I just he's just a guy that I have faith. I just need I need to see more out of him. This guy I was wanna, a first I round. See make a mess. I want to see some maturity. Right, this guy's a first-round pick. I want to see it. I, I, I want to see it. I want to see it from him. I want to see it from Braden Schneider. I want to see Braden it. Braden Schneider is struggling, folks. I know bit. you people don't want to hear it because I think, you love him. Well, no, I no. I'll, I'll admit it. I think part of it is the partner. You know, he's skating with Gustafson. I think that's a little bit of it because Gustafson also struggles at his own end. We saw a little bit of that. I believe in the Coyote game as well. <clears throat> That's not what he's known for. You know, he's he's a guy that skates and moves the puck. He's not um, not known for his defense. So I don't know if maybe Schneider's just struggling with that or what. But, no, he has had some bad moments as well. He wasn't good so, in the preseason, but I as well, he struggled. But, you know, we are now into year – Three, four, five, or in the case of Philip Hedel, 27 with these first round picks. Uh, well, you know, it's it's just time. Well, you know? I think with Schneider, I think the best, and I, I've seen Ranger fans talk about this, and I think it would have been best for him and Harper for Schneider if Harper would have been the seven instead of Zach Jones. But because of this coach and the fact that he likes puck-moving defensemen, Gustafson is going to be in there most nights. Uh, I'm not down on Zach Jones. I just think he has no future with this team. Wow. Just telling you. Just calling it like I see it. I could be wrong. I just don't see it. Well, I mean, they do have a plethora of guys who, you know, that's one reason. It's in there. That's one reason. Uh, he gets he's, he's a rag doll. He gets. I mean, really. We already got an Adam Fox on this team. I don't need another defenseman that can you know just get ragdolled around I mean, it. He gets the puck to the net. He's not bad. I mean, he always got to play. I didn't like say him. he was bad. I just don't think. I I just think his future lies elsewhere. Okay. So my my point was. If Keandre Miller continues to do this every three games, 
Will there be a consequence by this new coach? Will he – would you like to see a consequence? Would you like yes, to see I, I think there should be con- move? I'm sorry. I, I think there should be consequences for every player on the roster. Clean slate means clean means everybody starts from zero, right? No matter right. how good or how bad you are, you all start from zero. So if everybody's on an even plane, it's, it should apply to everybody. Right. I mean, it's too early. Uh, you know, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they yeah, say. I mean, I'm just enjoying hockey being back at this point. You know, and, and of course, you know, we're going to play. They're going to play tomorrow night at home against Nashville, and then they're going to go on the road for a, a week and a half. And you know, I'll, I'll get to see a half a game every night if I'm lucky before I fall asleep. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a tough. I mean, game. that's me. I'm just I'm up early, so no, I hear you. Know, it's not as easy for me to stay up for twelve thirty one o'clock as it used to be. Oh my god, Joe Catroni is really trying to get my freaking goat. What about Kane? Wouldn't Kane? I don't want to talk about Patrick Kane. No. He didn't bring it up. Somebody else did, and 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 Joe's just jumping oh, in Joe's on the discussion. Joking? Okay, I'm. I'm well, for, well, Joe's first comment was how? Why are the Rangers getting dragged into P, the Patrick Kane conversation when they have a dollar seventy eight in cap space? I just see it floating around. Uh, uh, Patrick Kane update. It's total clickbait. He's not even healthy. Right. I couldn't even get him until the deadline. Uh, just start with this fantasy. Uh, I mean, let's figure out what we got now. Right, right. Let's uh, let's see where we are. Let's see where we are at the end of November. Now he's saying, Eddie, I wasn't messing with you. Maybe that's a, I can't believe what anything you say right now, Joe. I'm sorry. Uh, you've already been two alternate personalities in this chat room so far. I think <laughs> only two. I don't know. I can't keep. You could be six of them for all we yeah. know. <laughs> somebody has taken over Joe's account. Um, uh, Frank Saravelli reporting he'll be ready by November. Well, here's uh, Even Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Oh God, <laughs> that's another delusion. <laughs> Jets just can't have nice things. Jets are uh, scraping along victories once in a while, and uh, they got to have a pipe dream with Aaron Rodgers. Anyway, so, uh, you know, Shesterick, I'm waiting for the first Jonathan Quick start. Is he? Yeah, he's playing against Nashville? Oh, Do I you have know. any idea? I haven't heard. I wouldn't expect him to. I mean, they've had two nights off now. Why should he play against Nashville? Yeah, I fear him. I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play quick until it was absolutely necessary. <laughs> yeah, I saw Tony D. I drafted him in a couple of my fantasy leagues. Sean, he puts up points. That guy. All right. So anyway, I'm getting distracted by the chat room. But uh, so far. Igor's been Igor. I feel like, am I? Uh, tell me if I am imagining this. But are the Rangers shooting the puck more at the net 
choosing to shoot the puck more. I mean, of course, you've got your Panarin who's going to occasionally make that wacky long pass. But do you feel like the Rangers are shooting the puck on net more? I do. I do. You do? Well, I, I was wondering I was seeing things. You're not. You know? Oh, good. It's definitely a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. 31 shots on goal against uh, Buffalo, 42 against the Coats, and 28 the other night against Arizona. And how about these face-off numbers? Have you seen these ridiculous? I mean, they weren't great on face-offs against the Coyotes, but still, 63% against Buffalo. Who are these guys? Really? Who are these guys? You 50- see Benino. Was it Benino when that game changed his his stick? Yeah, he took a face-off on the opposite side and won the face-off. Lafreniere was four for five in face-offs in, in the Buffalo game. The Buffalo game might be the most perfect game the Rangers have played since 1994. Really? <laughs> no. I no, but it's funny. Robert Schmidt is signing, is, is signing their face-offs to Michael Pekka. No. Eddie doesn't want to hear that. I don't Eddie, want to hear that. Eddie That's says true. we've heard that song before. Uh, well, if it's, if it's proven true... <laughs> It's the same thing when they were saying Laffy looked good in practice. He said, and I said, I we've seen that song and dance many times. Right. As a matter of fact, somebody commented on our the YouTube channel after the show saying, I hate that too, when they say the guy looks good in practice. Yeah. So I was uh I was pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. surprised. Um, so far, uh, if you, you want to talk about uh, maybe the last game, the Coyotes are no joke. I mean, they're still not very good, but they're formidable. I, I know. I know you pay attention probably a little more than I do to the to the rest of the league. I mean, I pay attention, but you seem you seem to know a little bit more about what's going on with the rest of the league. Were you surprised at some of the guys that were on the Coyotes? I had no idea some of these guys were on the Coyotes, like uh, Kerfoot. I didn't know he was on the Coyotes. Oh, yeah, Alex Kerfoot. Yeah. I didn't know. Uh, who was the other one? Oh, Jason Zucker. I didn't know he had gone to the Coyotes. Yeah, they actually went like, into the free When the fuck did they start spending money? Yeah, they they I'm like they pay, they play in front of three hundred people every night. When did they where did they find this money? I don't know. Uh, they they've got some good players. That Clayton Keller is really good player. What they had that uh, oh the Logan Cooley. He was the darling the other night. Oh, oh, Sam God. couldn't get enough no of Logan Cooley. No relation, no relation to Will Cooley. He it, couldn't get enough of Logan Cooley. He's eighteen. He's handsome. He's rugged. <laughs> He's like a young Harrison Ford, Joe. No relation. A hey, du- hey, cough. Guess what? It's spelled differently, you t- you moron. <clears throat> you Bruce Jenner. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Coyotes, uh, it looks like that goaltender's not bad. That they, they, I think they're going with a rotation over there. They're not, you know, listen, I'm not going to be going, uh, you know, betting money on them every night. Uh, <laughs> so it's 
It was a it was a lot. It was a close to the vest game, but they got the win. Two points. That's all that matters. You know, style points. Uh, you know. So I fe I feel that uh, so far the New York Rangers have uh, done pretty well, but everybody's got opinions, Jim. Everybody's got opinions. And how about those devil dogs? All of a sudden, the darlings of the league struggling mightily out of the gate. That's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, I hate to say it. Yep. Oh, that Lindy Ruff. But then again, we can't go with the three-game evals. They could go on a 15-game winning streak. Right, right. We'll find out. Why don't we play Akira Smith and the, the gang over there? I think November. Oh, okay. The, yeah. um, the, you know how we love our old references on this show? The, 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 the one, one of the guys they were obsessed with the other night in the Coats game was that Adam Fantilli. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he's, he's and all, all I could think of every time they said his name was Fantilli Lace had a pretty <laughs> face. <laughs> Hello, baby. <laughs> uh, yes, I saw that. That was what a horrible. Yeah, I don't know. He's doing that. What do they call that? The blue up in the schmoo seats. <laughs> oh, up... <laughs> that's what they should call it. He used to uh, call it. Did I used to call him that the schmoo? He was like maybe. a schmoo. Apparently, a Darwin Bushman from the Philippines is reporting that Timo Maya was benched. Really? Well, I don't know. Did not know that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they. I you know, listen. It's so early. I don't want to make any. But I was not. A big remember, Lindy Ruff is still coaching that team, and they they really overachieved last year. They got good players, and they lost a couple defensemen in the off off season. They lost Ryan Graves. It, you know, sometimes you lose a couple defensemen there, you lose a little bit of your your, your mojo. So, uh, all right. So we wanted to talk about. Well, go ahead. <clears throat> I was just wanted to talk about losing defensemen. The Rangers did not have defensemen. Did not have Ryan Lindgren in the, in the against Columbus against Columbus. And again, just like last year, we see how this team struggles without him. Yeah, you know, because everybody everybody else is in a different role, and I, I just you know I, I think it it just is a domino effect from Fox all the way down. When he's not in the lineup, you know, and uh, they're they're a much different team without him. Who they you know, pair Eddie, with him? Eddie says Eddie says he's overrated, but oh yeah, I mean, when his contract comes up, you can't pay a, a guy crazy money for getting one goal a game. Sorry, one goal. A season. I think I think Gustafson was paired with Fox. Yeah, he for, was. Yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. And and that was the game. That was the game that Gustafson did score in. But you know, who would you rather have on your top defensive line? Yeah, I I I agree. Once he goes out, you're right. It is a domino effect. They really need him to play with Fox. He's the only guy really who plays with any grit. That's one of the things that gets 
me upset about Keandre Miller. This is a big guy. I don't understand. Don't they say stop poke checking and start hitting some people? He plays with Jacob Trouba, for Christ's sakes. You know, I mean, uh, you, you're learning from the best there. So, again, I, I, I'm happy. I see some progress. And then I think to myself, self, I got to go through, what, 78 more, 79 more of these games in order to get to the playoffs to see if this system is going to work. Right. And but I'm enjoying watching and 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 taking it all in. Shesterkin has been good. You know he doesn't look like he's. We have to worry about him at all. Nah, he's the constant. I, I do like. I think Gustafson's played pretty well. Um. Um. Uh, I think everybody's played well except Keandre. Just has that game. Where he's going to be that guy, the guy that gives away the puck and then takes a penalty, and it's just it's a disastrous shift. He, right, he 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 struggles at times, but hopefully he gets a, you know he figures it out. Athletic poke checking. Um, let's talk about some of the. the that horse shit. I really rarely use the word horse shit. I'll say bullshit, but horse shit. I love the word horse shit. Yeah, well, and, it, and that was the exact word I used when I know exactly what you're going to talk about. It was my exact phrase. I could show you on my phone where I texted it. <laughs> all right. You, you tell me and I'll tell you. You're right. Oh, it was when it was when first. The referee literally <laughs> takes away a scoring chance from Artemi Panarin by skating directly into his path, and then ten seconds later, the Rangers get a two-minute two-minute penalty. Was it Lafreniere got some weak or was two-minute so advantage? Yes, and then uh, unsportsmanlike on Lindgren. First of all, you just <laughs> hosed the Rangers with right. the Panarin call. Right. So now you're going to hose him with a ticky-tack penalty. And then Ryan Lindgren, what is the guy, afraid of his life? It was so ridiculous. It was total and utter horse shit. Now, I could forgive the referee for being a total clumsy oaf and ruining the thing. But then you're going to make it five on three? At a for, crucial point in the game? For not one, but two weak calls? I mean, I'm... And I haven't heard the crowd get that loud with these refs suck. I mean, that was deafening. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was deafening for a regular season game. And again, the penalty killing came up big time. Um, I always believe this that if you got a power play that carries over into a period it, it's easier to kill i don't know why i believe this i think the i always feel like the power play team forgets they're on a power play after the face off at center eyes and they're just like i don't know what it was but yes these refs suck and it's i almost texted it to you or maybe i no i almost texted it to you i was going to put it 
impact refereeing. Right, your favorite phrase. Right. Don't try to decide the game with with you. You're the focus. First of all, you're bad enough with the focus. You screwed up Panarin's breakaway. Oh, please. There is nobody that no. wants the Arizona Arizona Coyotes to win. If they've been propping Arizona up for years with absolutely no success, they're not it's not working. Right. I think it's just bad officiating. It's horrible officiating. That's what it no, is. There's no agendas, Costa. It's just bad officiating. They're and it's every sport. They're terrible now. Terrible. So, you know, and uh, yes, Sean is right. It was. It changed the momentum. That five-on-three kill definitely was a, a big switch in the mojo, in the mo. And um, so... I mean, Ian Panarin was forgi forgiving to the because I remember the ref came over to him and was like, "He's like, oh, it's okay, whatever." He probably wanted to fucking kill him, but uh, it's just I I I mean, the, the it was a it was a such a job on the Rangers. It's like, oh my god. And it, do you think Lindgren really? Wanted to hit that guy. It was the other referee, too. It wasn't the guy who made the call, right? Right. I just think that was just... He was frustrated. So he shot the... He shot the... I don't know. It was just weak. It's just weak. Guys do it all... Do that shit all the time. What'd you think of the... What, what about the... Uh, what'd you think of the penalty shot call at the end... Uh, uh, for Zucker with the penalty shot with about four minutes I didn't. Go. I didn't like the penalty shot call. I, I didn't think he had like a clear way... Like he wasn't a stride ahead or whatever. I don't know if that's still the measurement they use. I thought it was a regular penalty. Uh, but Yeah, I didn't think it was. I was surprised they called that a penalty shot, too. Impact but, referee. But, you know, somehow, somehow Arizona winning is good for business, according to some. Yeah. Well, business ain't good because they suck year after year. But they, they got a pretty decent team. They might yeah. win 20 games this year. <laughs> Uh, so I, uh, and Chesty with a big save, man. Yep. And I just, what, is it, what they say he's uh four for four now on penalty shots. I think so. Right. And the thing I love about him is he's got a lot of fucking balls. Cause he's, he's, he's straight up. He's not in a crouch. He's straight up almost like I'm daring you. Right. Shoot. He took no position right. until until the very last second. Like he gave nothing away. You know what I mean? I, I, I forget if, if Jen mentioned it, and I, uh, if she's here, she can refresh my memory if she's still in the chat. Even Micheletti made a comment like he doesn't even look like Igor doesn't even look like he's interested or he doesn't know it's right. I don't know. He made some comment like that. And yeah, he just, I, I just don't think he wants to give anything away about what he's going to do. 
he waited until the very last second. He's just standing there like he was right. listening to the anthem. <laughs> right. No, the, the, and he's been like that since he's been in the league. It's almost like he's like, listen, fucker, my reflexes are going to bail me out no matter what. And it also has to do with patience, like you mentioned. He's right. like, you could come in, do a couple deeks, whatever. I'm not moving. You want to shoot the puck? I'm going to stop it. You know, and he's just so confident. And uh, that was a, another big play. You know, more impact refereeing. Right. But the Rangers survived that. And then I um, was watching a little bit of the the, the, the Islanders last night. Uh, they played the Yotes. Oh, you were the one. Yeah, I was the one. Oh, they were going crazy like they had won the Stanley Cup. But uh, you know, I was trying to trying to gauge the Coyotes a little bit, and they seem to be one of those teams that's going to probably be in a lot of games, but probably not going to win a lot of games. But uh, so I'll take the two and one record at this point, and uh, continue evaluating. Speaking of speaking of the the the, the little bastards from. From Long Island, have you heard the latest on them? No, I haven't, Jim. That they're uh, they're not sending their radio team to a oh lot yeah of their road games. They're going to they're going to call the games on the radio from the studio. On a, I guess working from a monitor, so you know we're back to COVID times with them. I mean. Come on, even a high school team. All you got to do is send a guy with a laptop, and he can do it on Blog Talk Radio. He can do their games. I mean, it's not hard. All you need is a Wi-Fi connection. I don't understand. They got to be turning a profit over there at the uh, the the IBS Center. There, I mean, they got to be making some money now. I mean, this isn't like. Uh, Charles Wang and the, the Wangaroos and all that yeah, stuff. The Outhouse the, Project. The Outhouse Project and the the Spano era. I mean, they got to be have some coin in there. They got like a 600-watt Hofstra thing. My high school had 6,000 watts. Uh, I don't know. Why do they got to go? It's always third rate with that franchise. It really is. Everything they do. Everything. They're, they're they're an AHL team. They operate like an like they're an AHL team. <laughs> oh my god! It's just very very strange. Just low budget. I don't like their broadcast either. Like I don't know who does the color. I mean uh, the play by play. I don't know. Brandon, Am I allowed Brandon to use the word? What? Isn't it Brendan Burke? Isn't he their, their no, play-by-play guy? Gone. Oh, is he, he he got a real job? <laughs> he took off for a real job? I, I mean, don't hold me to it. But then now the, the, the color guy is Butch Goring, total homer. And then they got some guy, was it Thomas Hickey? I can't he's tell the between these guys the booth are... guy, isn't he? Yeah, but he speaks not at like a stoppage. He speaks during the play. Like there's three guys doing the, the color. 
It's too much. And I can never figure out these guys. Thomas Hickey, is he on the team or is he uh, retired? It's the same thing with that Bryce Salvador on the Devils. Is he on the team still? Is he not? Uh, well, they, well, they got some guy. I don't know. According to, uh, hold on, hold on a minute. Wait, hold on. Now I, 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 I Google ties this. According to what's on Wikipedia here, Wikipedia. Um, well, actually, this was from last year. Brendan Burke is doing was doing the games. Jigs McDonald is still doing select games for the yeah, Islanders. Yeah, he does. He's 84 years old. He's still doing well. If we can have an 80 year old man running a country, why not the Islanders games? Chris King in an emergency. Wow. And, wow. Shannon Hogan in the studio. <coughs> Hulk Hogan. Here's something I did not know. If this list is, I did not know that Jim Gordon did Islander games their first year on WOR. I did not know that. I did not know that. That had to be sporadic. Maybe. I don't know. I guess they didn't have anybody else. In 1972-73, Jim Gordon and Ed Kane and Spencer Ross was the studio host. Vaguely remember Spencer Ross doing stuff. 74 and 75 and 75-76, Islander playoff games were on HBO. Yes. That I do remember. Crazy Steve Albert. I remember Steve Albert doing Islanders games. Uh, uh, we're off on a tangent here, but whatever. Yeah. Spencer Ross, he used to do uh, the Roosevelt Raceway, uh, not uh, uh, him and uh, fuck was that guy's name? Uh, he was a trainer. I can't think of his name. Yeah, I saw a lot of Spencer Ross as a kid. My father would bet the pick four every Saturday night. In between Knicks and Rangers assignments, Jim Gordon appeared on CBS Sports NHL coverage as a commentator alongside Stu Nahan. Stu Nahan from the Rocky movies. Oh, wow. wow. That's great. I think I think Stu Nahan is the uh is is one of the guys when Clubber Lang beats up Rocky the first time. I think Stu Nahan might be the he might be the uh the yes. the color guy. I think it, it's Stu Nahan. Spencer Ross, yes, did do it on uh, WOR. Did harness racing from Roosevelt and Yonkers, along with Stan Bergstein, <laughs> who I just remembered his name. A little scramble vision porn and Islander hockey on HBO. It's true. It, it, I used to try to watch the Islander games on that scramble thing. I didn't have a HBO was a big deal back then. Like if you had HBO, they only had like four. Four things on a night. It started like eight o'clock. Show a movie, like three movies, and then it went off the air. Jim Gordon is best known for his call of Scott Norwood's 47-yard field goal attempt with eight seconds left in Super Bowl 25, which would have won the game for Buffalo Bills. Snap. Spot. It's in the air. It's got the distance. It is. No good. Yes. <laughs> His trademark catchphrase was Giants have it used during plays that resolve, resulted in the Giants taking possession of the football. A near iconic expression that Gordon used almost nightly while calling Ranger games. Loose puck in front. Yes. No Ranger there. <laughs> yes. He also say free puck. Free puck. 
When a Ranger player took a shot and missed the net completely, his trademark call would be the seemingly contradictory shot on goal wide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, so that's so. that's according to the Wikipedia. That's who's doing Islander games. I did. Well, I never knew that Jim Gordon did did the Islander I games the first year. That. Thank we thank God they got that off. Got him off that. Yes. Uh, so we. Uh... So you had that bit of news. I, yeah, I did see that fly by my uh, my news flash. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. That yeah, there was no cable in New York City. Margaret's bringing that up. Um, it was funny because my cousins who lived in Queens could not watch Ranger home games right uh, in the eighties, so they would have to come out here. To Long Island, right? Yeah, I remember the Rangers. That. Yeah, because the Rangers were on community-minded station TV six. That's where we had thirteen channels, right? And uh, on channel six, which was the Cablevision channel, had the Rangers and Knicks, and it, um, occasionally they would have the the wrestling from Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I don't know. Understand? I guess they. It it. How about you? Did you have cable up in Jersey? We had yeah. We got cable in Bayonne in the early eighties. Oh, that yeah. And and um and we got all the Ranger games. You know, all, all those games that for years my father couldn't see. You know, like the home games that weren't on. Or I remember. I don't remember what year it was, but I remember the Rangers being in the playoffs. It might have been the 79 playoffs against the Islanders. And I remember the games being on regular TV, but they didn't start showing the game until the second period or something like that because right. of like weird rules. It was, yeah, it was crazy back then. Of course, there was no internet, so you didn't know. Okay, you start to get, you know, you didn't know if they were winning or losing. But yeah, I, I just remember a lot of crazy rules. Uh, you know, then. I had to cheat, I had to hack back then. <laughs> Nine seven six one three right. one three. Get all the sports Best news phone. instantly. I used to just drive my friends crazy. I got a premonition that the Rangers are gonna score here. They were like, "You asshole! You called sports phone, didn't you?" <laughs> yep. Delayed tape. Those were the days. Uh. So uh, I felt like last night, what was it, last night? Uh, yeah, the last game was two nights ago. Was that big kerfuffle at the end of the period? The way it was advertised, I saw it live. But the way it was around the internet, you would think this was a bench-clearing brawl. Now, it has caused a little, uh, I don't know. The, the Bluto's, the tough guys who want Rangers to goon it up, are like Shesterkin should never have to have to do that. Rangers should have taken care of this. Well, they're not big enough. They're not tough well, enough. Yeah, but what's your take? Would, well, first of all, Igor went in there on his own. Nothing happened to Igor. He just he jumped in, and I mean, Truba was ready to kill Dumba. I was praying that 
that Truba would get quickly announced as the third star of the game, so he'd get to come right back out on the ice, and maybe Dumba would still be there. They could finish. There were 13 penalties handed out at the end of the game. I didn't know that until I looked at the score sheet today. They handed out 13 penalties at the end of the game. Well, uh, apparently Sean Avery, that goose. Yes. Sean Avery. No way. I don't want – he got all over the Rangers that uh, they didn't protect Shesterkin. He blamed Truba. He blamed uh, Eisenhower. He blamed, uh, you know, <laughs> Lola Falana. He blamed Alf. everybody in the world. Everybody, everybody back to Alfie Pike. Alfie Pike for the – oh, the Rangers got no courage. You got to – he went off on Trocek. You would think uh, – I mean – I think he's just mad that Trocek's wearing his number. He was like, oh, he's like a disgrace. That's number 16. Does he realize Pat Hickey wore 16? <laughs> and for me, too, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I love I love Sean Avery, but when I think of all timers 16s, I, I you you were here for like three years. Right. Well, you have here for 15 years. He just likes to get up, you know, likes to stir shit up, but he's a fool. A fool. You know, I think he, he's trying to be uh, like like Paul Bissonnette, you know what I mean? Oh, he's all for goozy? Just trying to get people riled up. Well, I guess. I mean. Mark Pavlich wore 16. There's another one. Thank you. Marcel Dion was 16. Dave Silk, an Olympia, a U.S. American hero. Yes. Wore the number 16. <laughs> Fucking Chadwick. Pat Hickey was a fine Pat Hickey, the best-looking ranger of all he time. Was. He had that hair. He had good hair. The best-looking ranger of all time? I think I... I the, uh, well, I don't know, man. That's that's high praise. Better than Dugay, Margaret? I mean... That uh, is... He was a good-looking dude. I mean, I remember... Paul missed the net. I don't know. It was like Derek Sanderson wore 16. Well, I do think. Chef Ra, how you doing, brother? Hey, Chef. We haven't seen you in a while. That's the best looking hockey player, best looking Ranger of all time. Rutka Hauer. He's got that hair, Sam. Is it not taken from the same yearbook Sam Rosen was in? <laughs> it's like the same watermark. In the in the in the Uber handsome pajama jerseys. He's not a bad looking dude. I was very envious of his hair. He had like well, I mean, we've had some I mean, but we've had, you know, I mean, we've had some what's the word I'm looking for that doesn't sound uh uh We've had some heartthrobs. There's a good. There's a good way to. Put. Who I would mean, you put? Who would you put in a heartthrob? I mean, even uh, well, obviously Dugay, right? He's 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 near the top. He's going to be of any longtime Ranger fan, best looking. He's going to be near the top. Women Hank is obviously going to be near the top, right? Uh, depending on on your tastes, maybe. I don't know. Uh, 
Ah, who else? <laughs> Captain Crunch, Shields Marat. I don't know. <laughs> JD? JD was a good-looking man. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I, I mean, you know, this all the Sassoon boys, Greshner in his day. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, Greshner probably definitely. I mean, Espo? My mother loved Espo. Oh, my mother would have left my father. She would have left my father for Espo. I would have went with her. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Mike Espo's York, my dad the now. Women, the women loved Mike York. Mike York? Gene Carr? Gene Carr. It couldn't what, did Emil, what did Emil Francis say about Gene Carr? He couldn't, couldn't shoot he his way out of a phone telephone booth. booth. He'd get lost in a telephone booth. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Margaret met him. Oh. Margaret I almost faded. All right. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, but I mean, you know, I mean, all the Sassoon boys were, were pop. I mean, they were Dave Maloney, yeah. Don Maloney. I thought a lot Don of had pretty boy Kelly Kissy. He was not a pretty boy. Mark Osborne, Don yeah. Murdoch. Yeah, I could see people like that. <laughs> what? I'm just laughing at all the comments now coming in. Of course, Chadwick is chiming in. Oh, Lord. Don Murdoch. Yeah, he had that youthful. See, you're uh, not going to get this on the other 78 podcasts on the Rangers right. that are out there. You know, th th this is this is fun. This is what makes us unique. Roman indoor. There you go. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know. Leach. Leach was a good-looking guy, right? A lot I of, had a big head. Had a big head. A lot of head. women liked Leach. A lot of women liked Richter. Graves. Messier. Right? Women, I mean, you know. I never liked any. Uh... Pierre LaRue seemed to have a, a, a bit of a mystique to him. Lucky Pierre. Lucky Pierre. All right. We must move on. This is turning into like the Bachelor of Ranger. The Golden Bachelor. The Golden Bachelor. Um, so Avery had to chime in, chirp, as they say. And he looks weird. He's got the raccoon eyes or something. What's going on with that? He looks pretty weird there. He was a partier, too. Yeah, he was definitely a partier. I think a lot of these guys, it's the hair. They had the hockey hair. If you got that right. hair, it's half the battle. <laughs> Lynn, Lynn Patrick. Wow. Lynn only took what Muzz threw back. Yeah, Lindros <laughs> was a good-looking dude. Eddie Johnstone looked like he got hit with a flat iron. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Eddie was not. He looked much better <clears throat> with his teeth in and not in a helmet. But Another one, Roger Bear. Oh, yeah. He was a big ladies, man. Right. I mean, women loved him. Rattel, too. He was you know, he was another handsome dude, suave, too. you know, good-looking guy. We're still on this. Yeah, <laughs> We're I still know. All right, let, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, 
We have some of Peter Laviolette. Uh, oh, we do. Wants- yes. Uh, yeah. What do you want to? What do you want first? His post game or his today remarks? Let's go his post game. Uh, you know, about a minute in. Because. All right, hang on. Uh, Let me get rid of that. And let's see. Local video. Uh, Postgate. There we go. That was a a hard-fought win. Um, I thought two teams played hard. and uh, They're a young young team that's trying to move in the right direction. And I thought the second period was... You know, we had to kill a lot of penalties, and there was things that we had to do out there, and I thought we did a pretty good job, but it took away from the flow of the game and the 5-on-5. Five five. I do think that we came out in the third period and started to press again, started to push, and um, that was, for me, that was a real good sign after the second, not not going the way we want, not playing as much 5-on-5 five five as we wanted. So, um, obviously, some big things out there. The, the kill 5-on-3, uh, the penalty shot save were really important inside the game. And um, you know, just a pretty it was a pretty gutsy effort. Do you get do you get momentum from killing that final three period? Yeah, absolutely. I think. All right, uh, all right. stop it right there. There's no How question that a penalty. That question. I didn't. I didn't hear the the he whole said, question. Did, did you gain momentum after you killed the five on three? <laughs> no, we lost momentum. And no, I thought we were <laughs> like. I actually thought of forfeiting when we got to the end of the five on three. Dumb. Kill or power play can infuse uh, life into a player, a team, a building, a, a, a period. There's, there's no question that people doing the right things and blocking shots, whether it be penalty kill or power play, I do think that it can create a buzz. And so there's nothing that goes up on the scoreboard from a five on three kill, but I do think that everybody else feeds off of that. You're not generating as much 5-on-5 as you'd like. Are you pleased to see the patience with the system to not yeah. cheat? Or yeah, I thought it was a lot better from a 5-on-5 from a five five standpoint. I thought it was tighter. There was a couple things that I, you know, we'll talk about where we got we got caught and um, I had to take some penalties. I didn't, you know, that, that, was, that was not good, but there wasn't, from a 5-on-5 five five standpoint, there, again, there wasn't an abundant amount of opportunities coming. And um, I do think we stayed patient. Um, and then, like I said, in the third period, I thought we started to press and own the offensive zone more and more. And um, even even when the you know you're winding the game down from five minutes under, and you've got a lead. I, I do like the fact that it actually sounds like you watched the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as opposed to actually... as opposed to other coaches. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. He can recount. I didn't feel that way. I don't know. I have to go look at it. <laughs> right. That's a sorry. Good I, point. Sorry, I caught you in mid nose pick here, coach. Just killing the clock down in the offensive zone is better than going back and every... just playing and you're in. So I thought the press in the last five minutes when they're trying to get the goaltender out was good as well. So to me, the third period had more of a press, and it wasn't. You know, to answer your question too, like it, it would be great if every game you could get 50 shots and 100 attempts, but sometimes you got to play the game that's dealt. And um, you know they're like I said they're they were competitive tonight. It was a competitive game. Peter, you coached some good goalies, but having Igor, the calmness he shows yeah. in that penalty shot situation, you know, 
how much of a lift is that for the team? Well, everybody. It's a, so for me, that, that pumps it into the building, too, if you think about it, right? Fucking say even it pump, pumps the building up, and, you know, if it goes the other way, then, you know, everybody, you've got to go back to work, and the game's now back to even, you got to find a way. And so, you know, there's a team, chance for a team to catch momentum off of that one way or the other. And so you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, I was, there, was, there was definitely juice. I mean, I think everybody understood the situation. Um, you know, that was a big moment in the game. And, um, you know, you need, a, you need a save, and he certainly gave us one. Wow, Molly. Did you see uh, Brian lingering in the middle of it from beginning to end and after the end? Yeah. Are, are you holding your breath at all, or do you just recognize this is, this is how he plays? Um, I think, I, you know, he, he, was, he was good to play tonight. He's cleared, but certainly, you know, he's coming off of something where he is dealing with something. But I thought he was in the mix all night. I mean, his, he's a competitive guy. And you're right, he played, he played the full 61 minutes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, are you, are you learning anything about Chris Kreider? Uh, he scored a lot of goals yeah. his whole career, especially the last couple of years. But first few games, special teams, he had a big effect. Tonight it looked like early before the penalty started racking up. That line was going a little Really good. So to me, it's been, a, it's been a really good line, a positive line. And uh, to answer your question specifically about Crides, I, I do agree with you. He's a, he's a noticeable, impactful player for us. Do you, that's what Mika was saying, like, we're getting it. Do you, do you get that sense through the games that, you know, what you went through in training camp in the preseason is starting to? I think it's a long road. And you know, we don't have to be perfect tonight. We want to win the game. Um, but we don't have to be perfect or perfectly ready tonight. And I think that there is, there is a lot of things that have gone on through training camp, the exhibition games at the start of the season, and it is getting better and better to where we were in game three of the exhibition season or when we're bumping into each other in practice trying to figure out how we're going to move as a group. And so I do see more continuity and more fluidness to our game. Um, but we're, you know, we're, there's still things there, and we'll, we'll just continue to teach the players or – they're on board. They're trying to understand it and get it. And, and like I said, uh, the opponent and the game plays into it sometimes. Sometimes the game just moves so easy out there and you feel like you can do anything. And then other games, you feel like you've got to fight for everything. And tonight, it felt more like you had to find your space. You really had to compete for your ice, compete for pucks. But what I like, doesn't somebody mention, sorry if I can't remember, is that we didn't, we didn't get frustrated by it. We didn't try to overpress. We didn't try to like go outside of our shoes. We just kept playing the game, and eventually, you know, we're able to get to the right side of it. Can this one a little extra special for you, being your home opener as coach. Absolutely. Um, you know, I said it this morning. It's it's uh, it's the New York Rangers. It's New York City. It's just a tremendous franchise in all of sports, and to be here in front of the New York fan base is incredible for all of us. Yeah, it's great, but I didn't realize until I got here. The whole town smells like weed. Yeah. Us guys were really juiced up and ready to play, and. Um, it's a, it's exciting when you get to come into this building. Back to what you were saying before, even if it's not a pretty perfect game, you win two to one, low scoring, one goal game. Yeah. Does it almost boost confidence a little bit more, knowing that you find a way to pull it out as opposed to playing that perfect sixteen oh. game? I, I think it was a, I think that you're gonna have to figure out how to win a lot of different ways, and so this was tonight was for me was a, was a good test, and like I said, coming off the second period and not not having the losing sync on the bench and losing sync with the, the specialty teams and. You know the five on threes and not being able to press. You take you're in your zone and you're taking a lot, and so to be able to turn it and switch it, and third period to go out there and then 
get it and put the kill in the third period, to me that's a positive sign. And like I said, every game is played different. This is the way it was played tonight. I was proud of our guys and the way we went out and took charge in the third. Okay. Thank you, guys. First, of I'll all, say this much. I'll say this much. Uh oh, you're gonna say something. This is the this is the best coach uh, that they've had that most of these guys have had since they've been here. I mean, you like I, I've said it at least ten times out. You could tell there's a hockey mind at work with this guy. I, I love his candor when he talks. You know, when he talks after the game and he breaks it down, he sounds like he knew he knew what happened, what's going on, why it happened, who it happened to. If they can't win with this guy, then these guys just can't be taught. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I like one thing I wanted to comment on that that ridiculous fucking press conference. <laughs> well, the questions are ridiculous, but yeah, but you know they got a sponsor for this now. You see, in the upper right hand corner, it was like Joe's Bagel Bites or some shit. I don't know <laughs> Joe's Bagel Bites. <laughs> and it's oh, like I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, it, it it's got a sponsor now. I I forget what it was. If you got a spot, give these freaking chuckleheads a mic. Right. I mean, Put a microphone in the middle of the room. That they, they step up to the microphone and take the, take the question. I mean, the bagel bite people can't. Uh, they're getting money for it. Uh, and the questions are ridiculous. What do you think of Chris Crider? Is he everything? Shesterkin. Oh, the five on three. Was that a big momentum change? I mean, just stupid. But by the way, did, did you see did you see the his media coach's media available to, today? I saw it, yes. Oh, okay. He was wearing your shirt today. He's wearing that uh Star Trek shirt kind of, or whatever uh, that guy's just getting some rest. I don't like this shirt coming in today for practice to get ready. So I'm gonna bust some stuff. This strike. shirt is the only thing holding him back with you. Yeah. You didn't like David Quinn's face and you don't like his shirt. First of all, the Rangers don't wear black. Well, does that shirt even have a Ranger logo? Yeah, it has a logo. Oh, it does have a logo. Yeah. I, I thought it was just an Adidas shirt. Sean, uh, I, I want to read Sean's question here. Do, do you think that this is a honeymoon period? Um, I, I don't know, maybe, but, you know, there obviously with, with Tortorella, there was a, the, you know, there was an arrogance to every answer with him, and he wasn't going to explain anything to anybody because he was thine who would not be questioned. And, you know, with Vino, everything with him was very, you know, it was all sound bites, measured, very careful what he would say to the media. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I feel like this guy's just standing here talking hockey. Does that make sense? No, I feel like. I don't know. Go on with just, you know, sniffles and jokes. Yeah. But, yeah, there is a honeymoon period. I mean, the Rangers are six in a row. We're going to be all over this guy. But maybe that won't happen. At least he's he's watching. Jim made the best point. He's watching the game. Right. At least I feel he's paying re- attention. He recounts every section of every period. <laughs> critical points. Uh, yeah, I feel like those are Admiral Stripes. Like he's on the star. He's like a Star uh, Trek. Telling you, it's a subtle message to the team. I am the captain of this ship. He's calling people, waking up with them early. Wake up calls. Again, they're only two and one. I'm not about to like. I'm not over the moon about what I'm seeing. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm not putting a Peter Laviolette portrait in my house. But, but it seems so like far, they- I like. 
I, I like listening to this guy talk. How's that? Okay. And also, if the Rangers do make the playoffs, I feel much more confident that this guy will implement a counter. <laughs> right. It might be a strategy. Right. After the Rangers <laughs> go two games to none, the game three, he will implement the right system. When the other team decides to do whatever they do. Right. I have a feeling that, you know, before in between the last regular season game and game one of the of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals, this guy might actually look at tape and go, okay, what do we have to do to beat the Bruins, Devils, Panthers, whatever? Not just uh, we just gotta go out, and work hard, play our game. We'll be fine. Oh, well, they've done it before, they'll do it again. Right. Been I don't need to talk to the team. I don't need to talk to the team. I and and then what you know, God willing, when the first series is over and they move on, okay, here's what worked again the first round, here's what didn't work, and here's what we need to do to get better in the second round. I again I, I feel like there's a hockey mind at work here. Yes. Not just a guy whose job it is to keep the pucks frozen and tell jokes in the press conference. Competent and soothing, yes. Hey. Ranger Nation are, turns its lonely eyes to Peter Laviolette. Well, I, I, I thought he would bark more on the. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't been that animated on the bench. Sometimes I look for that with the refs and his dealing with the refs. He's not a. Lot <laughs> would go at it, man, with the refs and Quinn too. Yeah, he seems to be pretty calm now. Yeah, he's less hot-headed than I think we may be expected, at least so far. Hmm. But maybe he's a you know maybe he's a guy who picks his spots. Oh, well, maybe when they find out he's tapping the D, uh, phone lines of the DNC, right? <laughs> maybe when a little ornery. Maybe when they're ten and thirty-five, he'll get upset. Yeah. <laughs> when they're know. a lottery pick. I think a lot of Ranger fans are happy that the fact that he's playing the young guys and it's it's so far been consistent and these guys need to we need to find out what these guys are about. Also the power play, he's mixing the units up. Uh it's not it's it's not it's it, I mean He's playing different guys. It's not the, the first power play unit for minute and 50. You know, he, he's, he seems to be doing that. So that, that's a good thing to me. Let me hear what well, else. Let's see if, you know, the game was, the game was good. Reset, good practice today and get ready for tomorrow. So it's going to be a tough game. Nashville always plays hard. Is, um, Benino in any jeopardy for tomorrow, or is it more maintenance? Um, it's maintenance. It's it, right now. It's maintenance. Lower body. Um, who who are they talking about? I didn't hear uh, Nick Benino. Oh, Benino. You know, we're hoping he's on the ice tomorrow. And we'll go yeah. from there. With uh, Lindgren, I know we talked about him um, after the game. Just um, the, the 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 physical nature yeah, with which he plays. He's gonna get banged up, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like you know. This is not a stupid question. Is that just unavoidable for a guy like that? Um, 
I can't hear it. I think it's always part of the game. And then I talking about Lindgren, players the way play. he plays, he's going to be banged up all the time because that's just the is that is that avoidable? Because, yeah, don't play him. Yeah, <laughs> is it avoidable? It's so stupid. Put him on the fourth line right wing. That's about the only way. Yeah, Give him nine I minutes mean, a night. Of course, he's going to be more banged up. He's sacrificing his body and he's battling more than anybody on, 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 on probably on the team. You know, he plays a lot of minutes. Of course, is it avoidable? Yes. He needs a love boat theme to play when he wears this shirt. A game That's that, true. You know, leads him into the battle a little bit more, and he's one of those guys. Um, but that's his style, and that's the way he plays. He's got that. He's got that hardness to him as a as a physical, tough defensive defenseman. And um, you know, I'm certainly hoping he stays in a good spot. But but he does play the game hard. And he was uh, saying he felt bad about that penalty that he No, I would rather he didn't didn't take it either. I and mean, we take I don't like things where we retaliate or we do something after the whistle and I think frustration, you know, gets the can get to the better of you sometimes. Anybody, right? Anybody can get frustrated on it any given day for any given thing. Um, but that's I, I, as a group, not speaking about him as a group, I would like to stay away from retaliations or things that we can avoid because we're because we're angry or frustrated. But um, those things happen, and you know you address them when they happen. He's coaching a guy like Trocheck. From what you saw of him last year here, do you feel like what you've asked him to do is a, is a little bit different? How many games did he see Vincent Trocheck last year? Asking the same of him from what you've seen of him over the course. No, I'm asking the same of him. I, I think everybody plays the game a little bit different. You know, he he plays it different from Benino, and he also plays it different from Mika. And so I think that there's an identity to his game. I'm not asking him to do anything different. And, um, I think he's been really good. He's been, for me, my evaluation of uh, Troach through the start of camp is that he was, he was, I thought, one of our top forwards in camp, and he's been huh. in all three games. But John Avery so doesn't think, think really it's well so. But right. I John Avery's evaluation. I mean, I count on him for face-offs, penalty kill, power plays on the you know, first unit power play right now, and um, I think he's done a really good job. You seem to have. So, who are you going to believe? You're going to believe the head coach of the team, or you're going to believe Sean Avery sitting at home on Twitter, it's making not... videos, making TikToks, making TikTok videos of some right. goofy beard for some minor role he's going to be in. All right, I just I want to. Play the. I, I just want to hear Ryan Lindgren because they asked him. It's a. It's short. It's only about a minute, but they asked him about learning. I didn't even listen to his answer, but they asked him about learning a new system. We're we're picking it up right now. We're doing a better and better job of it. Um, you know, it seems like we're doing a good job of kind of clogging up the neutral zone and um, you know not giving not giving teams the the option of you know carrying the puck in a lot. You know, they're having to dump it. It seems so. Um, just something we're just you know. See, I, I I have noticed that you know there's none of the you know a lot of teams last year last couple of years they just enter the Rangers zone without impedance at all you know now and the Rangers now are doing a much better job at slowing teams down you know coming through the zone I'm trying to get better at it and you know communicating and 
um, you know, something that um, is going to be important for us. What's the adjustment for you for how he likes defensemen to play? What changes for your game at all, if anything? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's, you know, anything that's really that different. Um, you know, obviously he likes, in the offensive zone, he likes a five-man, um, you know, unit, you know, everyone con contributing and, and jumping into the play. So, um, you know, you, you got to make sure you're smart when you do it. But, um, you know, that's something that he preaches. And um, in the neutral zone, too, when you get a chance to jump up, he wants he wants everyone getting involved. So, you know, that's something that uh, us defensemen are trying to do. You feel like it's coming along? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, each game, each practice, we're getting better and better, and um, we're just getting more comfortable with it. <coughs> there you go. What a handsome guy. I'm going to put him up on my uh, handsome Ranger. He's on your list? I don't like guys with beards. <laughs> Even though you have one? Yeah. Beards are in, though. Oh, God. So, yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I, I think it's all I have. I'm trying to think if there's anything, any loose ends I want to tie up before we go. You guys have anything? We covered the penalty shot. We covered the face-offs. We talked about all three games. We talked about the fight at the end. We talked about the bad refereeing. We talked about the Bruce disallowed Jenner. goals. We talked about the the handsomest men to ever play, <laughs> to ever play for the Rangers. Bruce uh, Jenner. We Sam talked about Bobard. Bruce Jenner. We had a Sam clip. We had Peter Laviolette. Uh, I don't know what's what else is left. For three games, I think that's a pretty jam-packed show. Not bad for an hour. Oh, yeah. Chef Brennan Othman got four goals down at last I checked. Oh, down boy. at the AHL. Another week he's going to be here. You think so? Tell you, I told you last week when we did our over others. I'm telling you, they can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. Uh, that's a good they one. They can't help themselves. Uh, he's doing good. Why ruin you it? Really think, you really think if Brennan Othman's got 25 goals by the middle of December, if he, if he just tears it up, you really think they're going to let him sit down there when they can have him on Broadway and have his jersey in the team store, and have him on MSG. And here's here's uh, what's her name, Michelle Gingras interviewing him. And oh, he's the new uh, star. Brennan Othman beginnings tonight after the game. We follow him around as he looks for an apartment in New York City. But Jim, can't they? Can't they do something different? <laughs> do they ever? When, when no, no. How long have you been a fan of this team? I, I know, I know. But, uh, God forbid that they actually. Now you have me convinced he's going to be brought up next week. <laughs> Just let him cook down there. Let him uh, simmer. Let him. Uh, what do they call? Marinate. Marinate down with the the pack. Uh, well, I know, we'll see. I'm hoping he's still there when we go, you know, December 17th. Right. By the way, they called me today. They left me a voicemail, but I, I didn't I didn't have time to talk to the guy. But we are still – that is still our plan. December 17th, Hartford Wolfpack taking on the Toronto Marlies, BSU, low-class field trip. And, of course, December 2nd, our first viewing party of the year Uh at McHale's in New York City. And we have to talk about what we're giving away at that party. What are we going to give away this year for our first viewing party? Well, uh, Chris everybody Donovan. likes winning a jersey. 
What? Everybody likes winning a jersey. Chris Jonathan has a really cool prize that he told me about. Oh, Uh, does he? I think it probably could fetch a pretty good penny on eBay or on auction. It is a poster of the Rangers winning the Stanley Cup or something like that. I'm going to have to talk to him and get the – and he said – they were very limited, and they were ver- they were out. I don't know where he obtained them from, but he said they're very rare. He has two of them. One he has in his house framed, and I'll have to get in contact with him. Is he? A- he's he, he's donating one to us. Yes, he did. He did mention that. He asked me if I wanted it, and I said, "Now, nah, why don't we, you know, have it for the viewing party?" Wow, very cool. He didn't tell me that. Yeah. Uh, he, he did tell did. me he found a. He did tell me he found the the Sam and JD bobblehead the other day. I have one a, of those too. At a, I will not give a, that up. At a collectible shop, I have to right. get me one of those. He got it for thirty dollars. Really, that's cheap. Yeah, they go from anywhere to from thirty to about hundred and twenty on eBay. So I got to get me one of those though. Yeah. You know how I love JD. Uh, we gonna. This is all like some of these jokes. Are we going to ra- raffle off a Brennan Offerman jersey? If, if he was with the team, I'd think about if no, we could get he, one. I'd be afraid that, you know, what, what did he wear, 71 in, in camp? Yeah, yeah. I'd be afraid that if he actually came up, we'd buy a 71 jersey. Then he'd show up in New York and say, oh, I'm going to take 22 or, you know, whatever. And then somebody's got a jersey that's obsolete already. You know, that's my only problem with that. Yes. Ricky Diffin. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. What do you think? Are you able, when you watch the Rangers, are you able to watch the commercials that come along with the the MSG commercials? Yes. I watch the games games on MSG. Okay. I know I shouldn't be hating on it, but this girl with the Truba jacket, she wore to a prom. Have you seen this? Yeah. She, there's, there's, there's a, there's a really cool backstory to that. Oh, God. And Jen actually knows her semi-personally. So. We got to be easy. It's, it, there's a, there's a really, um, I don't want to say sad backstory to it, but it, it, it'll turn, it'll, whatever your, whatever your negative oh, okay. feelings are. Right. I mean, I'll turn bad you afterwards. After it'll turn that. you around. Yeah. There's, okay. yeah, there's a really, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, she had a bit of a rough go, and okay, all right, all right. So I won't, uh, I'll, I'll give her a break. Then. And the and the friend that the, the other girl that's in the commercial yeah, made yeah. the jacket for, her and you know, there was, but there's a backstory. How about yeah. the ranger guy in the ranger suit? He's wearing the pants. And that one's horrible. I I don't know him. Guy, he for all I know, that guy might cure cancer someday and spend his entire day helping old ladies across the street. He could be the greatest guy in the world. But I'm telling you, if I that face, he is just he he is just one of those people that you look at, judging a book by its cover. I know, but you just go, what a total fucking douchebag. <laughs> for all I know, he's watching the show right now. Right, he might be a. But he's just got that face, and he stands there with that jacket, and I'm like, dude, you wear a fucking Halloween costume to the games. Yeah. And this is a commercial? I mean, come on. 
And it's time I, to update some of these commercials. I mean, that guy Chad McDonald. Zoom and he said, we meet every Thursday night. Like he's got a podcast. Right. Uh, uh, Chad McDonald, God bless him. He's in our group. He, he brought that He brought that great kids program that he got the Rangers involved in with Hell's Kitchen with the hockey. And I think it's fantastic that he's created the generation of Ranger fans. But I feel like his kid is like in his mid-teens now. And in the commercial, he's like six years old. Yeah. Let's update the commercial. Let's do another commercial, Chad. Get, get the Rangers on the horn. Tell them let's update it. Let's see what the kids are doing now. Let's go. You know, what are we going to do here? Brian Attard, they're still showing his commercial. That kid's in second grade now. He's a baby yeah. on Brian's lap. I think he's in season first or second grade. He's graduated. Right. That kid just bought a car. Uh, you know, they don't have much of a budget over there. Right yeah, now. I mean, you know, we're not the Islanders. We're not, you know, we're not on a shoestring. We got a couple of bucks, don't we? I but so. I will say this. I will say this. As far as, I don't, you know, I can't even remember what hospital it is now that advertises during the games. I am just praying that Nene got her kidney because I don't see her commercials anymore. Oh. Nene for five years needed a, needed a kidney. Now we got a guy who needs a liver. I hope he gets it faster than Nene got her kidney because he's a lot older than Nene was. Yeah. Well, I hope she got it. <laughs> I hope so too. I mean, they played that commercial for five years. Wow. Every once in a while, I I get a text from Colin Cosell and all it would say is Nene still needs a kidney. I said, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I see that uh, Dance and Larry snapped a picture with the guy from Clark's. Uh, yeah, Brian O'Halloran, big. He's a big Ranger fan, ah. which is funny because Kevin Smith is such a big Devils fan. Right, right. And Chris Johnard is the biggest Kevin Smith fan I've ever met. All right. Well, we've covered it all. We're we've said it all. all. We've said it all. Everything that was fit to say came out of my mouth. So, and a few uh, things not so fit. Not so fit. Hey, listen. You but stop, no you... fits. What? But no fits. You didn't throw a fit. Well, I was going to throw a fit on the jacket chick, but then I found out she had a rough pass. So she gets amnesty. Yeah, she's. Uh, all right. She's okay. So, okay. She's all right. Well, guys, I had an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to review some more <laughs> games with you. I'm a lot of fun. Once again, I'm so glad hockey is here. Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Rangers do against Nashville tomorrow. Yes, it uh, will. And uh, we'll see. Yes, today. Well, when COVID 20 hits, Sean, we'll do the. We'll do yeah. the 64-man bracket of the most handsome Rangers of all time. Right around election time, COVID seems to come out. So right, right, so exactly. We'll do the 64 <laughs> most handsome men. All right, guys. I all right. Guys Don't forget, love you all. viewing party December 2nd at McHale's in the city. Rangers taking on Nashville. That's a 4 o'clock or 4.30 game. December 17th, Hartford Wolfpack. We'll be letting you guys know about tickets. We should know in the next couple of days. Uh, sponsor the show on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Blue Shirt Underground. Sponsor us for a dollar a month. It helps keep us on the air. We don't inundate you guys with T-shirts, mugs, and shit like that. We give all that away for free, and that's how we raise money. 
So sign up, sponsor the show. We'll put you in our special Facebook group. We do some special stuff just for our Patreon members. Eddie, always a pleasure. Let's go Rangers. The season is here. I am excited. We have a hockey mind at work. Yes, chat room, you guys, were On point, as always. Funniest chat room in the business. Absolutely. All right, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody.